Welcome to the No Things Considered podcast. My name is Tim Young. I I want to talk about my trip to Texas today, but I don't think we're going to get to it. I want to talk about Donald Trump versus the squad and then these hate hoaxes that are happening. It's it's absolutely insane to me, all of these hate hoaxes that are happening. By the way, you can follow me on Twitter at Tim Runs His Mouth. Let's get right into this. So Donald Trump tweets, go back to your country or go back home to uh, the squad. And it turns out, of course, that three of the four are uh, born in America. They can go anywhere else. This was just, to me, a grandfather yelling at people who have pretty much shown that they hate America. Like, they hate America the way that it is. They're very outspoken about it. They also don't work very well with the uh, the Democratic Party. And I think it was strategy. When I take a look at this, I think it was strategy to push them on the same category with the rest of the Democrats. And I think, who is, who's even the squad? I can't believe we call it the squad. Who's in the squad? It's like Rashida Tlaib, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, and the other one, right? Because it's there's always like three prominent ones, like with the the four horsemen in pro wrestling. It was like Ric Flair, Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, other guy, or Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Barry Windham, other guy. Now you always forget who the fourth one is. It's it just happens. There's three strikes. They can't all have the same mic time, right? Anyway, I, I just take a look at this and I'm looking at what happened. And yeah, it was it was a rough tweet, right? It was rough. It wasn't great. But everyone is so excited to jump on Donald Trump and everything that happens as racist and the worst thing that's ever happened. And it's just, it's not working. It's not working because of what he does and who he's been through the years. It'll work in the echo chambers. And this is where I've warned many of my Democrat friends. It works in echo chambers. Uh, it works in media outlets where like New York, D.C. and whatever else. But it's not working for the rest of America and it's not working in flyover country. And I think it's going to come back and bite Democrats because they're focusing on this and no one cares about it. I just think it's very interesting how many people were very excited to jump on board with the he's clearly a racist thing. I mean, this is this is something we've heard every every four weeks, every three weeks since he's taken office. And and I'm not making excuses for things. It just wasn't racist. It was just the whole concept of like, if you don't love it, leave it. Big deal. I, I you know, I think there's a double standard. There's been a clear double standard from the media on on Donald Trump since the beginning. Uh, and and this is one of those double standards where anybody on the left can say anything about him or anything to him and call him a rapist and a racist and everything. And there's no checking on that. But uh, on the flip side, it's uh, if he says anything remotely in the ballpark about them, it's it's up in arms and lots of fact checking. I mean, it's it's just I don't get it. You know, well, I do get it. And, and it's why we're here talking about it. It's, it's just a double standard. It shows hypocrisy in politics today. And, and people just aren't being treated equally and the same because of Trump derangement syndrome and the fact that so many people wanted Hillary Clinton to win the election in 2016. Now, what this strategy did, though, what Donald Trump did and what he accomplished was he pushed all the Democrats into one category, which is this far left socialist America hating category. All the Democrats had to come to uh, support and back up the the squad, the four women, and now they're all looped into the same category. So this is something, as an emergency vehicle goes by my apartment, obviously in my very soundproof apartment, this is something that was more strategic than a lot of people thought. Because when you take a look at it, now they're all on the same page. Now they all have to support each other, no matter how extreme the idea is. And just one week before Donald Trump was called a racist, it was these four women who were calling Nancy Pelosi a racist, and Nancy Pelosi had to come to back them up. So that's it's a very strategic political move, and all it took, instead of millions of dollars and tons of consultants, was Donald Trump 
dropping a couple of tweets on something. It's all that the media was talking about for the entire week. And uh, again, we go through all of the labeling of everything I don't like is racist. Um, this is racism has become an overused term by the Democrats to the point that I think it's belittled its value and and has diminished its value um, in American culture. I mean, the, racism does exist. There are racists out there. They're, they are getting fewer and fewer, but it still exists. And when they do terrible things or they act on that racism, it's awful. But in this instance, it was just him saying, if you don't love it, leave it. I, I don't know. He, he would have said it about literally anyone. It's the same, the same concept. That being said, let's talk about racism with this Erica Thomas, I believe is her name. If I don't get her name right, I really don't care. She's a state representative from Georgia. She is at his America, America, Erica Thomas, who says that on Friday she was harassed. She was in a line at the Publix in fabulous Atlanta, Georgia. I believe it was Atlanta, Georgia. I'm really good at this podcast, by the way. You can tell I I didn't know if her name was Erica Thomas, and I didn't know where the Publix was located. That's fine. I don't have to do the research for it. You guys can do the backup, but I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta. She gets in line behind, uh, sorry, in front of a guy in a 10 items or less line. Uh, She has a pile of stuff in her cart, and he mouths off at her. And she then took to Twitter and, of course, social media, because that's where you go, and she put up this very, very crying, sad video that someone told her in line to go back home or go go to Africa or whatever she claimed it was. Go back, go get out of the country. And she's claiming it's a racist attack and this and that. So anyway, so she's, she's meeting then. She didn't expect this to backfire, by the way, and, and backfire so quickly. So, of course, all of the same characters jump on board with this, and they say, oh, my God, well, clearly this is... Uh, racism, this is all Donald Trump's fault, everything is the worst. And she goes to do more press, and she's doing an interview in front of the publics with the local media station, because that's exactly what you do, of course, when you are harmed by racism, is you immediately uh, take to social media and then go and and do a, a PR stance right in front of the place where it happened. And she did not expect, nor did the media expect, the gentleman who yelled at her to be there. So he comes out, and gets in her face and answers. She's like, I'm here to answer any question you want. What's amazing about this is that she's like, oh, you told me to go back to, you know, wherever. He goes, no, I didn't. I called you an F and B. Like he like, they had to bleep him. (laughs) It was great. He's like, no, I cussed you out. I totally cussed you out. I didn't tell you to go back anywhere and it wasn't racist. And she goes, well, you're a white man. And he goes, actually, I'm Cuban. And uh, before we go any further with politics, he says, uh, I'm also a Democrat that would never vote for Donald Trump. I'm a lifelong Democrat and a Cuban. I'm not a white guy. I'm not a Republican. Stop using this for politics. You're trying to advance yourself. It's not going to work here. She didn't know what to say. The, The reporter didn't know what to say. Everything was literally just straight up handed to them with facts. And he also said that she was who was the initial aggressor in the situation because he had said something about too many items in her cart. By the way, I I get upset when there's too many items in a cart as well. Uh, I you know it, it, <laughs> Have you ever been in line like after a long day and there's somebody's in the the 10 items or less or 15 items or less aisle and they it just it, it enrages you. 
I've counted the items out loud before. I go, no, that's when I, I've watched people putting the items on the uh, the conveyor or whatever. And I've, I've counted them as they put them up. And I go, 15, 16, 17. I, I'm, I'm that guy. Like, so I get, I get yelling at somebody for, for putting too many items. You have a long day. You want to get out of there. There's a rule. It's a hard and fast rule, I think. Nobody ever does anything about it. But yeah, I have, I have problems with that. I'd mouth off too. So she's trying to play the victim card and he comes out and he goes, no, 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 no. And, and he says, which is even better, he goes, let him release. I want the store to release the video in this instance. I want the store to show exactly what happened because it'll show exactly what I said. Please release the video. She didn't have anything to say to that either. Lots of excuses. Lots of, well, he was mean. Lots of, well, there's, there's racism. Maybe he didn't quite say that. Go back to wherever. But... It was, racism still exists. Doesn't work. Doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work. All it does is to serve, all this did was to serve to show that Trump derangement syndrome is a thing and that people are waiting to pounce on any story they can about racism to try to make Donald Trump look bad. Let's take a look at the Covington Catholic kids. You go back to this instance again, where there was a kid who was awkwardly smirking because there was an old uh, stolen valor Native American guy who got in his face with a drum, beat a drum in his face for no reason after these kids were harassed by the, uh, was it the African Israelites? And they, people wanted this kid killed because he stood there. There was like a, a 10, 20 second video of a kid standing there with a smirk on his face and, there, and somebody created a complete lie about it, a complete lie about how he was racist. And there were death threats for this kid. There were, the media jumped on it. They said that he was the worst thing that's ever happened. They had to slowly walk it back. They're all getting sued now. Because people were so desiring to jump on Donald Trump being a racist and everything else being terrible around him. This is one of the most insane narratives I've ever seen about anyone. And one of the most false narratives I've seen about anyone is that Donald Trump is racist. This is a guy who received awards from Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson for his uh, helping out the African-American community in the 80s. This is a guy who, this is probably the most ridiculous claim about him was Omarosa saying that he was racist. Omarosa, in the same interview, in the exact same interview, and in calling him a racist, said he took me under his wing and mentored me for 10 years and got me to where I want to be. An African-American woman who he, bene- he didn't have to take anybody under his wing. He took her under his wing. He, he tutors her. He mentors her for 10 years. He gives her a job. He puts her on The Apprentice. He makes her a national star. And she's saying that he's a racist. There are a lot of things that you could probably get Donald Trump on policy-wise. Sure, he's mouthy. Sure, he says things. Sure, he tweets things like a grandfather. Racism just isn't one of them. He's getting awards from Jesse Jackson for his benefiting the African-American community. Oprah also touted him for that. You've got Amarosa, who was his mentor, or mentee, sorry, for 10 years. She turns around and says he's racist. Everybody, everybody wants to label him racist because they think that if they scream racist loud enough, that minority communities are going to vote against him. Even though one of the top things he touts is low unemployment, record low unemployment for minority communities in America. One of the reasons for immigration reform is to make sure that the, the minority communities can have first crack at jobs and be prioritized in the this America first concept. Listen, I don't agree with everything Donald Trump does, but racism is the one that you just, it's the wrong one to ping him on. 
It's the absolute wrong one to ping him on. Here's a guy who in multiple rap songs was like a, a, a hero. People wanted to be rich like Trump. And suddenly everybody changed. What changed? He ran for president. And then he won. And suddenly everything he does is racist. One of the very first things he did in the White House, and, and I challenge you to take a look at this because no one ever talks about this. One of the very first things Donald Trump did when he was in the White House is he, I believe, quadrupled the money that goes to historically black colleges and universities. And you all saw this picture when he had all of the uh, presidents and leadership from historically black colleges and universities behind him in the White House. And you know what you saw in that picture? You saw Kellyanne Conway kneeling on a couch. That's what the media spun that story to be. When Donald Trump first got into the White House, one of the very first executive orders he, he signed was promising more money to historically black colleges and universities than even Obama did. And the story was just plain Kellyanne Conway kneeled on a couch to take a picture. What was she taking a picture of? All of the historically black college and university leadership that were standing behind Donald Trump as he signed an executive order, giving them more money, promising more money from the federal government to those institutions. That does not sound like something a racist would do. But if you're setting up a narrative that he is a racist and the worst racist Republican in history, you would certainly want to focus on something else in the room, and it was Kellyanne Conway kneeling on a couch to take a picture, to get a good angle of a picture. Nobody ever asked what the picture was or what it was of. And then I take a look at, he's, he's trying to help out ASAP Rocky, and people are like, oh, it's just a, it's just a ploy. It's just a, it's just a plot to, like, to, to, get, to win more African-American votes for him to help out a rapper. So, so we should leave him hanging? The guy is uh, being unlawfully held in another country, and, and he's an American citizen. He's an artist. And we should just leave him hanging because, you know, if Donald Trump didn't help him, the claims would be he's racist and he doesn't want to help a, a black hip-hop star. But because he does want to help him, the claims are he just he's only doing it because he wants to help out uh, someone that can benefit him politically with the African-American community. He can't win. He can't win on this. I'd love to hear what Omarosa has to say about, like, no one's ever directly questioned her about her 10 years being mentored by Donald Trump. The, the fact that he basically is responsible for all of her money since she was on The Apprentice and a little bit before then. Her calling him racist. No one's ever pushed her on that. And then you take a look at criminal justice reform. What, what does criminal justice reform, who does, it, who does it benefit the most? I mean, you take a look at the amount of people who are incarcerated in the country and the demographics of who's incarcerated in this country the most, and it's African-Americans. And the idea is that you get people out on lower drug charges and things that are ridiculous that they shouldn't have been locked up for. Look at the people who he's pardoning. Is he doing this for political gain? I mean, you wouldn't be doing this. He's the president of the United States. He's the most powerful person in, in the world. You wouldn't be doing all of this if you were a racist. Period. Now, I mean, look, he tweets things like a grandfather, right? Go back from where you came from, whatever. You hate it, you don't love it, leave it, or love it or leave it, or whatever it is. By the way, a lot of celebrities said they were going to leave America when uh, Donald Trump was elected. They have not. So, you know. I just, I don't... 
telling telling me that he's a racist and telling Americans that he's a racist just doesn't hold up. It holds up if you're you're selling this to the people and your friends in an echo chamber like a Washington D.C. or a New York or an L.A. or a San Francisco or a major media hub where it's all liberals yelling at each other, or Twitter where it's all liberals yelling at each other and they're high fiving each other when it's uh, you're in your pro progressive dome. So politicians get lots of likes from the same people and the same media people. Everybody's touting their own stories. It holds up there, but it doesn't hold up with the rest of the country. And if Democrats thought that they could win this next election, they would really, really take a look at this and actually pay attention to what's happening in the middle of the country and what people care about. What people keep seeing are, are race hate crime hoax, hoaxes. I could almost get that out. Hate crime hoaxes. You got Jesse Smollett, who tried to blame Donald Trump with this is Trump country, and now you've got Erica Thomas. And you've got everyone, you've got the Covington Catholic kids, you've got all of these people waiting to pounce and jump on things. When actual racism does exist in this country. Actual racism does exist. I, I do believe that there is a bias uh, against African Americans and that they are incarcerated at a higher rate because of a cycle of... Uh, racism and, and labeling and things. There's a lot of things there. We can get into that another day. I was trained by one of my advisors in law school. I went to law school, was one of the public defenders, one of the, the I believe, the first public defenders for the state of Maryland. And I learned an awful lot about the criminal justice system. And it is biased against African-Americans, and it's awful. And that's a cycle that I think criminal justice reform helps us get out of. I think that there are a lot of steps still that need to be taken. But Donald Trump being a racist, eh, it's a real hard case when you take a look at everything instead of just a couple of tweets. And I think he would have said it against anyone if there, was, if there were other white people who were just as loud as those four. But again, the echo chamber makes things louder. Everybody wants to label everything as terrible as it is. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Geez, I didn't even get to talk about my uh, my break and my vacation because I went so far into the uh, the Donald Trump is is it's a hard case to prove he's not a racist. I mean, to to prove it's a hard case to prove that he is a racist. Wow, take that one out of context. By the way, if you take any bit of any of these podcasts out of context, I say lots of things. I say lots of things on stage. You could probably try to ping me on lots of stuff, but everything has to be brought into context, and that's one of the tricks um, of people, especially progressives on the left now and, and folks in the media who claim to be non-biased is that they'll take a bit and then they'll, they'll pull it out and try to make it seem like it's, uh, that's the entire story. You remember Donald Trump's first trip to Japan when he was feeding the fish in the koi pond? I don't know if you remember this or not. This was probably the first time that fake news ever got their, really earned their badge and title of fake news. He was, he was feeding fish with, I believe it was the president of Japan. And CNN chopped the video to make it look like Donald Trump was lazy and just dumped the entire box of fish food in. And they were like, look at him. He's just such a slob of an American president. We knew exactly what we were getting with him. He's awful. He's the worst. And they were like, see, he's just, he's just this rough, disgusting human. And him feeding fish proves that. Well, if you looked at the entire, the entire shot, instead of it zoomed in on him, both of them did the exact same thing. So you've got one side of the uh, aisle here politically reporting, showing their bias by chopping the video and making it look like Donald Trump is a slob that dumped all of the fish food into the koi pond. You think I'm crazy? Go take a look at this video. Look at the stories about it. This was very, very early on. 
And both of them did the exact same thing. In fact, he was following the lead of, I believe it was the president of Japan, who was dumping and then he dumped. They were like, oh, it's done, so let's just dump all the food in. That was the very first time that the spin really got pointed out to me. When I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is so blatantly obvious what happened here. And it sounds stupid. It sounds like a minor story. But if you take a look at that, that and see that that was just the tip of the iceberg of where the fake news goes or where it's come from, it's a whole thing. So there you have it. I, I just... You can't convince me that the guy's a racist. You can convince me that he tweets things like a grandfather. If you don't love it, leave it. Go back to your country. And it was dumb, right? Like, so like he's, it, it, a lot of the people were born in America. It should have been like, just go home. If you don't love it, go, you know, you can leave. Canada will take you. But yeah, I, this, the whole thing is just insane. Between fake hate crimes, between blaming uh, Covington Catholic, and then taking a look at what he's actually done for, for minority communities and historically black colleges and universities, you never hear about that. Real hard case to say that Donald Trump is racist. And you guys, I'm telling you, if you're a progressive listening to this, I, it might be too late for you. you. You're losing the middle of the country. You're screaming to each other in an echo chamber and, and on Twitter. And you're getting lots of likes and lots of retweets. Twitter is such a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of the country. It doesn't represent... I mean, take a look at who would be on Twitter and where they would be from and the ages and the demographics that would be on Twitter. It does not represent a majority of the country. It's a great social media platform. I love it. it it's helped my career, but it does not represent a, a majority of the country. It's a very, very tiny piece. It's a very, very tiny echo chamber. Don't get deceived into thinking that what travels well on there is going to go well anywhere else. It's, I'm telling you, this is going to be a very interesting 2020 election. Because Democrats have been asleep at the wheel when I, I think that if you would have tried to base things on policy instead of screaming that Donald Trump is a racist, you'd have a chance. But I don't think there's a chance there. I could talk so much longer about everything here. I'm pretty excited about it. That's what happens when I have a week off. I mean, I didn't even get, I, I got a tattoo. There's a whole thing. There's a lot of stuff that happened. I will talk about that and much more the next time I'm back with you. I just wanted to cover all of this stuff. My name is Tim Young. You're listening to the No Thanks Considered podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like it, subscribe, share, comment on it. You can say whatever you want to say. But make sure you don't take anything out of context. You listen to the entire thing. And uh, I will always be here to talk to you again. My name is Tim Young. No Thanks Considered. Follow me on Twitter at Tim Runs His Mouth. I'll see you next.